And so, Father, we thank you this morning. We honor you. We bless your holy name. We sing and say, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name alone shall be exalted. We ask, so God, that you speak to us this morning when we shall be spoken unto. Let your word come in illumination, with understanding, with clarity to the simple. Let it be, O God, that we shall be edified by the hearing of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, use me as a vessel to be a blessing unto your people. In Jesus' matchless name, have we prayed and everyone said, Amen. Somebody shout a better Amen. You can be seated in the heavenly places. Come and appreciate the worshippers as they take their seats. Come on, let's appreciate them. Let's appreciate them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, today your life will never, ever, ever be the same again. Say, neighbor, today your life will never, ever, ever be the same again god bless you for being here welcome to our first service come on let's appreciate god for today come on let's appreciate him let's appreciate him let's appreciate him hallelujah we honor god for his goodness we had a powerful kesha how many of you were in the kesha you managed to be to come for the kesha wonderful 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 it was powerful power power packed meeting if you were not able to join in try and in the course of the week get the video on on online on youtube or on facebook and follow through and you shall be blessed amen yes and i know you will be tremendously blessed we thank god for our able pastors that support us come and appreciate the pastors <laughs> wonderful pastors hallelujah and our able departmental heads during Kesha, they work tirelessly, the protocol, the security, the ushers, they are wonderful people. Come on, let's honor God for their lives. Let's honor God for their lives. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for today. Hallelujah. And it's good to see you, um, um, Reverend Lucy. Good to see you. Come on, appreciate Reverend Lucy. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you, man of God. Now, going to us to Honor God for the grace of God, uh, Minister Kathy Praise, that has been a blessing unto us. God bless you, man of God, for making yourself a vessel to be used by the Lord. Now, I want us to go quickly into the word of God. How many of us were here last week when we began the salvation series? How many of us were here last week? Wonderful. I just want to do a quick recap, not from me, but from you that were here last week. And uh, what you got to know and what you learned um, um, last week, anybody, what, what, what did you learn? Those of you, I told you, come with notebooks and make sure you make notes. Who was here last week? I mean, what did you learn from last week's series, Salvation Series? Yes, anybody? Yes, thank you. The Bible says, he who has the Son of God has life in him. Who can help us with our main scripture? For last week. Our scripture for last week. Yes. Yes. Leah. Hmm. 
So the Bible give us first John chapter 5, verse 11, all the way through to 13. First John 5. First John 5. Yes. What else did you learn last week? Anybody? What 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 was your highlight? What did you learn last week? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, you don't lose your salvation because you fell into sin because your salvation is eternal. Somebody say, my salvation is eternal. Shout it, say, my salvation is eternal. Shout it, say, my salvation is eternal. Yes, yesterday I was going through that bit of having eternal salvation and reading through it, and it's quite interesting. Somebody shout, my salvation is eternal. Yes. And who else? What else did you learn? And what scripture did I give for your salvation being eternal? John? Okay. Let's read the scripture on the screen. One go. Let's read it aloud one go. Let's, let's go. One go. The Bible says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Somebody shout, I have eternal life. Shout and say, I have eternal life. Shout and say, I have eternal life. Shout and say, I have eternal life. Yes, Bible said this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Somebody shout, I have eternal life. Yes, you are not yet to have eternal life. You have eternal life. Says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is where? Is in his son. Next verse. The Bible says, he who has the son has life. And he who does not have the son of God does not have eternal life. What makes you have eternal life or life eternal is that you have the son of God in you. Somebody say, I have the son of God. Shout and say, I have the son of God. So when you have the son of God in you, you have eternal life. And if you do not have the son of God, it's a sign that you do not have what? Eternal life. So that is the emphasis. Now, let's continue with the next verse. Now, let's read one go. Now, he was writing these things not to any particular people, but to us who believe in the Son of God. He wanted us to understand and have an assurance of our salvation. He said, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Are you following me? It is for us who believe in the name of the Son of God. It is for us who have an assurance of what we have, come to a place of understanding our salvation and being assured of what God has given us. He says, these things I have written to you, those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you are Oh, come on. It's written on the screen. Let's follow. Yeah, it says that you may know that you have what? 
eternal life. He said, these things have written to you, those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have what? Yes, it is for you to understand, to accept it, to believe it, so that you don't have any shadow of doubt in your spirit that you have eternal life. Now he says, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the yeah, now we want to take this same scripture in the amplified version, original amplified, and then let's see how it, it, it puts, I mean, the amplified puts it across. The same scripture, um, um, First John 5, 13, let's go to, okay, let's read from here. One, let's read from 11, it's okay. Let's read one, go. Somebody say, I possess eternal life. Now, you see, before he said this, after this, he came to say, these things I have written to you, those who believe in the Son of God. Are you following? So, this is for the people who believe in the Son of God. Are you following me? It's not for anybody. If you believe in the Son of God, this scripture is yours. He says, and this is the testimony that God has given us what? Yeah. We already what? We already what? We already what? We already what? We already possess it. And this life, let's go. Uh huh. Yes, the Bible says God has given us eternal life. We already possess it. And this life it is in His Son, which has resulted in our spiritual completeness. Somebody say, I'm spiritually complete. And I have companionship with the Lord. When you have the son of God, what makes you know you have the son of God is that it results in our spiritual what? Completeness. Number two, and the eternal companionship. Not a, a temporal companionship, but it is eternal companionship. In other words, when you have the son of God in you, you have eternal communion with the Lord eternal companionship with the lord that's why i was telling you last week there is a difference between you falling into sin and you losing your salvation when you fall into sin you don't lose your companionship with the lord when my son daniel makes the mistakes and he sins or he wrongs me he does not stop being my son the fact that he has wronged me doesn't mean he stopped being my son i may punish him or put him through discipline but that doesn't stop my son from being my son because he wronged me are you following me so because you sin against god does not stop you from being a child of the lord are you following me yeah so what now we we, we need to understand is that our companionship our fellowship with the lord is eternal now let's go to the next verse uh-huh Now, I want you to emphasize this. Let it sink into your spirit. You say, he who has the son, by accepting him as Lord and personal savior, has the life that is what? Somebody shout, I have eternal life. Eternal life is beyond life. It's life beyond here. Life beyond the earth realm. Like I was telling you last week, even if you die today, God forbid, um, you still have life. You are, you are just captured or translated into another realm, into another glory. Hallelujah. Are you following me? 
Yes. So you need to know he whoever has accepted the Lord as personal savior has the life that is what? Eternal. And he who does not have the Son of God by accepting him by, by personal faith does not have what? Yes. Let's read the last part. One go. No, go back. Uh-huh. Yes. He who does not have the Son of God by accepting him as personal Savior does not have life. With this life eternal we are talking about, if you do not have the Son of God in your heart, you do not have what? Life eternal. Those of us who have accepted the Lord as our personal Savior, we have life what? We have life what? We have life what? Somebody shout, I have life eternal. Now shout it again, say, I have life eternal. That should be an assurance. That should be a comfort to your heart that you have life eternal. It doesn't matter what happens to you. You know without a shadow of doubt, you have life what? Eternal. Because you have by accepting him as Lord and... Come on. As Lord and... Yes, it's already written in the scriptures. By accepting him as Lord and Savior, you have eternal life. Glory be to God. Now let's go to the last part, which I like so much. Now let's go. Are you connecting? Yes. Are we connecting? Yes. yes. Now let's, let's read the last part. One go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Apostle Paul finished, uh, Apostle John finishes by saying, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. So he, everything he has started from verse 11 and 12 is for us who believe in the Son of God, right? And he says, Those who believe in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Christ is and does, so that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That you will know with settled and absolute knowledge that you have what? Somebody shout, I have eternal life. Shout it again, shout, I have eternal life. So that is the fundamentals we established last week and other things. And I told you that we were saved by grace, but your salvation does not end there. Hallelujah. And I came to the point of making you understand the three types of men. Somebody say the three types of men. Somebody, how many of us remember the first man? The natural man. The, the natural man and the? The? The canal man and the? Who is the canal man? Who is the canal man? The one? No, okay. Who is the canal man? Yes, Pastor. Yes, he's born again, but still living by? Somebody say the flesh. Yes, the carnal man is born again, sometimes speaking tongues. That's all the spiritual rudiments anybody can think of. When they are in church, it's like an angel just descended from heaven. Hallelujah. But when they are out there, you begin to wonder whether they are the same person you met in church or not. When you see them, tell them you are carnal. Shout it, say you are carnal. Ask your neighbor, are you a Kana man? Say, we refuse to be Kana. Hallelujah. 
Yes, the carnal man, if you are not careful, you might even think that you are not saved. And it is the carnal man that brings disrepute to the name of God. Are you hearing me? Yes, they bring what? They make people dishonor our God. Carnal men make people what? Dishonor God because of their lifestyle. Amen? They make people look at Christians and like, if haven't you seen some people, haven't you heard some people say, if this person is a Christian, then I do not want to go to church. Why? Because they are carnal. They, are, they yield to the desires of their flesh. And we are going to go into details today for you to understand these three types of men. And then we are going to, from there, move to the place of getting into spiritual man. Who is the spiritual man? Yeah, the one that is led by the Holy Spirit. So when somebody tries to argue that, oh, this person is not a Christian because of the way they behave, and you know very well the person is a Christian, you need to understand that they are referring to what? A carnal Christian. They are carnal believers. Hallelujah. So now let's get into details of the word of God and then we shall be able to build on from there. Are you learning something? Now go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, um, we're going to read a long stretch of verses um, from the Amplified and I know you shall be tremendously blessed. Let's start from verse 9 and then we skip to verse 14. First Corinthians. Now, shall we read? One go. Mm -hmm. Now. I didn't talk about the natural man. Who is the natural man? The one who is what? The natural man is the one who is not saved. The carnal man is the one who is saved but still used to the flesh every day now and then. And the spiritual man is the one that is led by the spirit. So I want you to know the natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. Now Apostle Paul is um, writing to the church in Corinth and he says that um, things... Uh, um, 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 Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, which has not entered into the hearts of men, um, all that God has prepared for those who are. Yeah. Apostle Paul said there are strange things that God has in store for those who love him. Somebody say, God has in store for me. Great things. Now he's speaking but from a spiritual perspective. I want you to connect with me. He's speaking from a what? A spiritual perspective. And God is saying, um, um, the Bible is saying, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for those who love him. Now, God has great things for you. How many of you believe that God has great things for you? Now, Apostle Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. I want you to follow me. I'm excited today because of what I'm teaching because I love to teach it. Are you following me? Now, Apostle Paul is saying, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the house of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, imagine somebody comes here and tells you, God is going to raise you to become, a, I mean, what is your, what is your, where do you want to get to somebody? Where, what? Yes, 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 grace. International law. You want to do international law? Yes. Now, Grace is a lawyer. She wants to, her dream is to become an international lawyer. Yeah? 
in, in, in international trade and all those kind of things. So maybe someone comes here and tells you, is there anybody who is a law student? You are not, you are not a lawyer, but you are a law student. Any law student here? Yeah, you are a law student. Yeah, yes, take this, get up. This is a law student. Now, this one is a lawyer. See, you know the people who just do, who go to law school and they pretend to be lawyers. You have not arrived, you understand? You've not even passed your bar exams. You've not. Now, this is a law student. Man, that is a lawyer. Let's assume somebody comes here and tells Dickens, you are going to become a great lawyer. You are going to become an international lawyer. You are going to, a time will come, you will serve in the Hague. All those big things. Now, hear this. Now, these words are given to him. Now, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, but by revelation, a man of God can see that he's going to become a great international lawyer. But now, the question is this. He's just a law student. What will make him believe when somebody is in the house of the Lord and we tell him, Ah, this person is going to be, an, ah, but this one, we know he's, he's still struggling here and there. He's not even passing. How are you telling me he's going to become a big international lawyer? A natural man who does not have the spirit of God in him cannot receive that. Are you following me? That is why people who are natural men don't understand the prophetic ministry. Because their spiritual senses are not activated to be able to perceive that somebody can actually tap into the spirit and download the mind of God and tell you that a law student one day can serve, in, can serve and become an international lawyer. Why? Eyes have not seen what this man will be. Ears have not heard what this man will be. No mind can conceive what this mind will be. The only mind that conceives and receives is the mind that is born again. A mind that has the spirit of God in him. So this man may be receiving a word from God. And another person who does not understand spiritual things. Ah, but this is, this is not possible. How can he? How did you even know that you become an international lawyer? Because it is a spiritual thing. Somebody say spiritual. Somebody shout spiritual. So a natural man who is not spiritual cannot understand that. But somebody whose spiritual senses are active will be able to connect with the word. There are people here who even connect with other people's testimonies and prophecies. And as you connect with other people's testimonies and prophecies, you sometimes also get your own testimony. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. Somebody says spiritual. When you are in the house of the Lord, you must be spiritually alert to be able to know how to connect with God. Amen? So now let's go to the next verse. Next verse 10. Uh-huh. Now, concerning him, he said for... Eyes have not seen, ears have not, it is not only him, every one of us, there are great things that God has in store for us. Say, God has a great destiny for me. Shout it like you believe it, say, God has a great destiny for me. But now, if you begin to talk big, me, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this, somebody will feel like, oh, is it possible, can it work? No, but it is possible because God has revealed them to us through their, through their, the reason why natural man does not believe the things of the prophetic and the things of the spirit because they don't have what? 
the Holy Spirit. So they can understand. They cannot connect. Are you following me? But you who is born again, sometimes within your spirit, you know, even though right now it looks like you are broke, you become a great person. Even though right now it looks like nothing is happening, you'll be the next governor of your county. Oh my God, do I have a, someone here? Even though it looks like you don't have it all together, you know there is something great in your inside that is yet about to manifest. Why? Because nobody knows, but God has revealed it to you by his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Uh, it doesn't matter how I look. There is something great in me because God has revealed it to me by his spirit. It doesn't matter what I have and don't have. I know I am going somewhere because God has revealed it to me through his spirit. You, you talk and people begin to doubt you. you. You try to communicate what God has in store for you and they don't believe you. Why? Because it is not for them to believe. It is for you to connect with God and to know what God has revealed to you by his spirit glory be to god hallelujah he says for eyes has not seen ears have no head it does not enter into the hearts of men the things that god has revealed to them that love him but he says god has not unveiled them and revealed it to them revealed them to us through his word for now let's read this he said for the spirit searches uh-huh Yes, even the sounding and the measuring and the measuring profound depths of God. See, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, don't let anybody dampen where you are going. Don't let anybody tell you you can do this, you cannot do this. You must understand and connect by the Spirit that you are going somewhere. It doesn't matter how it looks, you know you are going somewhere. It doesn't matter how it sounds, you know you are going somewhere. Somebody shout, I'm going somewhere. Uh, they ask you, how do you know? Because God has revealed them to me by his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. The other day I was, I was, I was with um, um, Dr. Carr and I was telling him, one day you become president for Ghana. Amen. Yeah. Because at his age, the things he has been able to achieve, it is a sign that this man is going somewhere. Are you hearing my point? Anybody here, you can become anything. Any dream God gives you in your spirit, you must connect with it and know and know and know and know for sure you are going somewhere. Shout, I'm going somewhere. Shout it, I'm going somewhere. Shout it, I'm going somewhere. When you, when you take this scripture in, 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 in New King James, quickly for me, if, if you can, this particular scripture, New King James, he said, for, now, he said, but God revealed them to us through his, for the spirit search all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. He goes by, he says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the house of men. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. That great thing God has prepared it for you. But now he comes back to the next verse and says, For God has revealed them to us by his word, spirit. So you need to get to a place where you connect with God. And your spirit man connects with God. People may be telling you you can't do it, but you tell and you know yourself you are going somewhere. Are you following me? Yes, now let's go. 
Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go to um, um, verse 14. And then verse 11. Uh, no, let's go to verse 11. Let's verse 11 from there. But shall we read one go? He said, for what man, can I take my time and explain? He said, for what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man for which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except who? Now, who you are to become in five years time, nobody knows. Only who knows? God knows. And the spirit of God that knows, isn't it? So, who David is to become in the next five years, no one knows except the spirit of God. And God that knows. So because you are born again and the Holy Ghost lives inside of you, sometimes the Holy Ghost will begin to reveal. Reveal to you. And it contradicts your current position and your current situation and it looks like it doesn't add up but you have a revelation. Somebody shout, I have a revelation. You look at your bank account and you look at where you are headed and it looks like mm, it doesn't add up, but you have what? A revelation. Somebody shout a revelation. Yes, because nobody knows what God has in store except the spirit of God. And you should not doubt what God has revealed to your spirit because of your current condition. Because your current condition is not your conclusion. Are you hearing me? Yes. And that is why you don't have to write off anybody. Because right now, the person may be nobody, but in the next five to ten years, God, my God, and I pray for someone here, that God is about to lift you to another dimension. You may not look like you are anybody. People may be looking down on you, but there is a great destiny that God has in store for you, and I prophesy and declare, may Jehovah God make it manifest. May you manifest the purposes of God. May you manifest the counsel of God. May you manifest the will of God. God. may you manifest whatever Jehovah has in store in the mighty name of Jesus now how many of you came for the question there's a man that said he didn't have money to pay rent is he here yes. sir yes what's your name sir Simon Simon said when he started coming to church he didn't have money to even pay rent even when he was coming to church he was using what Futubushi he didn't have Fotibushi. I learned something new. That there is a vehicle called Fotibushi. What? Fotibishi. Okay, whichever one it is. is that one. Now, Simon says he didn't have money. But you see, as he connected to this altar, he, he, rent was a problem, everything was a problem. But now, God has even given him his own what? His own car. Now, life is good. Somebody who didn't have money to pay rent. But now listen to this. He was giving a testimony here. If the time he was struggling like that, if somebody even told him, or somebody who is not born again, heard that this man would be doing very well, the person would go like, ah, it's not possible. This one, it's not possible. Are you hearing me? Why? Because it is not a revelation from the flesh. It's a revelation from the spirit. He said, what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man? And that is within him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of? And the spirit of God is within you. Are you born again? 
Do you believe the spirit of God is within you? Once the spirit of God is within you, God can reveal to your spirit, man, something that is yet about to manifest in your life. And you believe it and people think you are nuts. You are not nuts because you have a revelation. You are not walking by sight. You are walking by revelation. You know and you know and you know in your spirit. One day you too, you shall be a great man. You know one day you too, you shall rise to the top. You know one day you too, doors shall open for you. It doesn't matter what they are saying. It doesn't matter what is happening. You have come to a point of understanding. There is a revelation in your spirit. You are not walking by sight the bible said we do not walk by sight but we walk by the spirit you must buy your revelation no you are going somewhere shout i'm going somewhere it doesn't matter what i have or do not have i am going somewhere uh, whoever thought that david a wilderness boy a homeless boy would one day become a king of israel he was rejected he was ostracized by his own family but god looked from heaven and still selected him and appointed him to become the king of israel i make a prayer on your behalf may jehovah god bring you to a place ah well that which he has in store for you shall manifest shout i will manifest the will of god i am manifesting the counsel of god i am manifesting the purposes of god i am manifesting divine agenda it doesn't matter what is happening in my life i will manifest the will of the lord concerning my life concerning my family concerning my situation the will of god shall manifest hallelujah glory be to god shout i will manifest huh? tell your neighbor and say neighbor don't look at my current situation and write me off there is something great on the inside there is a revelation i have about my life and god is about to reveal it eyes have not seen ears have not heard it has not entered into the hearts of men the things that god has in store for those that love him glory be to god hallelujah hallelujah say god has in store something for me There is something great that God has in store for you. It doesn't matter how it looks and how it looks like it is, it is working up against you. God has something great in store for you. Say, I have connected by my spirit. Let me tell you, he says, let's give you the scripture. He says, for God has revealed it to us by his. Now, it is, it is your spirit. God revealing, it is not for your friends to, to, to agree with it. Oh my God. People may not agree with where God is taking you. That is inconsequential. They choose not to agree. But you know without a shadow of doubt. There is something God is about to do in your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Shout I'm going somewhere. And shout it I'm going somewhere. Shout it I'm going somewhere. Shout it I'm going somewhere. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like me. You don't have to believe what I believe. I know God is taking me somewhere. And eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has revealed to them that love him. Hallelujah.
time will come you'll be a great woman a time will come you'll be a great man a time will come people will honor you a time will come people will salute you a time will come people you also have an escort one day it doesn't matter how it looks a time will come you too you shall be honored you shall be celebrated the lord god shall shift things in your favor if you are here shout i receive shout i receive it shout i receive you don't know where god is taking us you don't know for god has revealed it to us by his spirit yeah i have a revelation i see i am walking with what a revelation you must have a revelation about your life about your destiny and don't let anyone take you out of your revelation i know this is what i want to become this is what i want to do and no demon is stopping me i told you last week i mean during the i think it was during the prayers in the intercessory prayers we have been doing imagine me a whole prophet i call a, a woman calls me and discusses her relationship with me and i tell her my dear this relationship is toxic leave it the next thing she puts on her status is that no monkey can separate me and my man did you hear that after me telling her quit that relationship she puts no monkey can separate me and my man i got upset initially i nearly blocked her but god said to me maybe she has a revelation prophet you don't have I'm not a marriage counselor. I am a prophet. So maybe my advice to her, it doesn't make sense. She says, no monkey can separate me and my man. She's working with a revelation. The kind of revelation she has, I don't have. Somebody say revelation. So the question I'm asking, what revelation do you have about your life? You must have a revelation that you hold on so tight that it doesn't matter the storm, you are holding on to that revelation. It doesn't matter who says what, you are holding on to that revelation. It doesn't matter what goes wrong, you are holding on to that. Because if you don't have a revelation about where you are going, how? By, because it must have been revealed to you by the spirit. In your spirit, man. If you don't have a revelation about your life, I'm telling you. The least storm that hits you, you'll be thrown off balance. Somebody shout revelation. Shout it, say revelation. Shout it, say revelation. Yeah, so you need to have a revelation. So he says that, I just did a detour. Let me just come back. Amen? Yeah, so let's, let, let's get back. So now let's go to the next verse. The next verse. Now, shall we read? Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but a spirit that is from God. Isn't it? Do you have the spirit of God in you? Let's follow. Do you have the spirit of God in you? He said, now we have received, not a spirit that is of the world, but a spirit which is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by the Holy Ghost. There are certain things that it was not given by the flesh. It was given by the Holy Ghost. Men may not understand it was given to you by the Holy Ghost. People may not comprehend it was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Next verse. 
Now, uh -huh, shall, now let's read. Now, this is where my message is. One, go. It's these things that all the, the premise of this particular scriptures is the verse 9 where it says eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store for those who love him. And he comes and says these things we also speak not in where, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches but which the Holy Spirit what? Teaches. The things he's talking about it is not what man teaches. It is by, by divine revelation. Somebody say divine revelation. Divine. Shall I have a divine revelation? The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. See, when you have a better perspective and a great dream, don't think it's from the devil. The fact that it looks big actually is a sign that it's from God. In fact, not, if, not unless your dream scares you. Even you, your, your own dream, it, might scare, it should scare you. Somebody say, it must scare me. Because if it's something within your capacity and you feel like you can achieve it, then there is no God factor in it. What brings the God factor in it is the fact that it looks impossible. It looks like it's too, it's too um, 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 big. And when it looks too big, that is when God comes in and makes it happen. And I don't know any dream you have. I make a prayer for you this very morning that it shall manifest. 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 I will manifest my dream. Yes. I will manifest my dream. Now verse 14. Now let's go to verse 14. Uh, yeah, actually it's here. Now shall we read one go? Because they are spiritually discerned. When I'm saying we will build a city, our next church, we will have a mall in the, in the, in the church, we will have a hospital, we will have a school, we will have a sanctuary. We, our church, we are doing that. Somebody looked at me and said, hey, so, I mean, where are you going to get the money from? You want to build a mall? You want to build a church? A modern sanctuary. You want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do that? See, the natural man cannot what? Understand. Now, by the time we were putting up this place, and the architect brought us the cost of everything, almost getting to $700,000, she kept the, the, that, um, the quotation for weeks because she felt like you have six months to set up. And you, how are you going to find $700,000 to set up? Because you wanted the finest of the best of things in that dilapidated building. So I told her, bring it. And by the grace of God, we are here. Are you getting the point? Yes, we are here. As to how it happened, we are still trusting God. I mean, it, 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 we still believe in God to understand, to come to a place of understanding. It looked impossible, but it has become possible. Are you getting the point? Yes, because the things of the spirit, they cannot be understood by men. Somebody say, man cannot understand. Yes, you say, but the natural man does not understand the things. So if you tell somebody you are coming for Kesha, ah, 
you going to do what? To pray. It doesn't, they don't understand. Why should you leave your co the comfort of your bed to go and stand and sweat and pray and come back in the morning? They don't what? Understand. Because they are spiritual things. Because it says, for, 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 it says for, 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 the, for they are foolishness to him. No one can understand. Because they are spiritually what? Discerned. Spiritual things are spiritually understood. Are you following me? Ah, how, why should you, you, you have gotten your salary, why should you give 10% to, to church? It's a, you are paying tight. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And they will tell you, the man of God will say, when you pay tight, God will bless your work. It, it, they don't understand because they are spiritually what? Discerned. Spiritual things are spiritually understood. Amen? Yes. Now, now, let's get into the amplified version of the Bible on this particular scripture and then we can begin to write on from there. Are you learning something? Are you following? Are you following? Yes. Now, let's go. Now, let's read. One, go. Okay, thank you. He said, but the natural non what? Spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and the teachings and the revelations of the... Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The natural man, they don't accept it. They don't admit it. They don't welcome it. That's why some people reject things. Because they don't understand. It is foolishness to them. Hallelujah. Say, but the natural man, non-spiritual man, they are not spiritual. They don't have God in them. They don't understand. They don't welcome or admit into their heart the things and the teachings and the revelations of the spirit of God. For they are fully meaningless and nonsense to the natural man. Coming to Kesha is foolishness to somebody. Do you know that? So when somebody tries to stop you, just say, this is a natural man. When you are paying tight and somebody does not understand, tell them this is what? When you are coming to church and somebody doesn't understand why you should leave Kiambu to come to church in, on Baricho Road, they are what? Because they are spiritually understood. They are spiritual. Spiritual things are spiritually appreciated. Are you getting me? Yes. yes. Shall we read one go? Shall we read one go? He says, for the natural man does not accept, admit, or recognize the things of the spirit. Now, for they are foolishness, meaninglessness, nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, knowing them, of the progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them. Because they are spiritually what discerned and estimated and appreciated. Things of the spirit are understood by the spirit. So don't argue with the natural man on why you should or should not pay tight. Because they cannot understand. Are you hearing me? It's like trying to convince a madman to leave the streets. It's not possible. 
Are you getting me? There are certain things they are spiritually what understood. So, what, who is the natural man? Now, write some of the characteristics of the natural man. Number one, the natural man is the man who does not have the spirit of God in him. He is not born again. The natural man is not born again. A natural man is not born again. A natural man does not understand spiritual things. Number two, natural men, they don't understand spiritual things. You don't even agree with a natural man over spiritual matters. You are wasting your time. They would not understand. Natural men don't understand spiritual things. Natural man does not welcome the things of the spirit. You are trying to push it to them. They do not welcome the things of the spirit. They don't. Now, give me the scripture that was on the screen. Okay. Now let's go to the canal man for the sake of time so that I can at least give you one or two, two things um, instead of one. Amen? Let me just touch on the canal man. Somebody say the canal man. Shari say the canal man. Shari say the canal man. Shari say the canal man. And I told you the canal man is the one that is what? He is led by the flesh. Now, write it down. A carnal man is a believer that is still led by the flesh. A carnal man is a Christian, but they are still led by the flesh. And many people are in that category. They are what? Carnal. You don't have to be bothered about some people anymore because now you know. It's not that they are not still, they are just what? Carnal. Carnality. Carnal men are led by the flesh. They are babies in Christ. They are like babies. Anything they will touch. You see a baby? A baby would touch soap. A baby would touch anything. Anything a baby, they want to just swallow and eat. Carnal men. They want to eat anything. I mean, do anything. They are just led by their emotions and by their flesh. Somebody say Kana. Shall we say Kana? Yeah, they are babies in Christ. Kana men are babies. They are like babies. They are not babies. They can be 45 years of age, but they behave like babies in the Lord. Why? Because they are just led by their flesh. Are you following me? Yes. They may be 55 years of age, but they are still babies in the Lord. Now, let's get to the scripture. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 1 to 3. Let's take it from the Amplified. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Canaan men are dominated by their human nature. They are dominated by their human nature. It is, it is them. Me, myself, and I. You know? Canaan men are dominated by their human nature. As much as possible, on a Sunday morning, when you come to church, have a notebook and a, a pen or have your iPad or somewhere that you'll be taking notes. Hallelujah. See, the, 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 the temptation of taking notes on your phone is that 
When you are taking notes, you are so much in the spirit. Someone say in the spirit. Samumu will send you some tests. And you go and swap in and look at the test. And it will disorient your entire time in, this, in the service. No, do you get what I'm saying? You are, you, are, you are in the spirits listening. But because you are taking notes on your phone, Samumu somewhere will send you a test. You, la, la, yesterday, this, 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 and this, and that. Now your entire time in the service is disoriented. Are you getting me? And that's how the devil works. Amen? So if you don't have control over yourself, please get a pen, get a notebook, and be taking notes. Or put your data off when you are in the house of the Lord. You know, so you don't receive funny text messages or put it on flight mode. You understand? So you can concentrate and make your notes without any having any issues. Are we together? Yes. How many of you have received a text message in church and it disoriented you? Yeah. You see? Yeah. You see? It happens. You are in the church. Somebody will send you a test. In fact, somebody in the church can even send you a test. <laughs> ah, you've not seen. Somebody seated here. In the, can send you a test and you will be shut in the service. <laughs> those, are, those are being used by the devil <laughs> to stop you from receiving. So please, let's take notes, right? Now let's go. From one, one, verse 1. Let's read one. Go. Apostle Paul is speaking to the church. This book, this um, scripture was not written to unbelievers. It was written to who? It was written to believers. Who were the believers? The church in Corinth. Now, let me give you some. Most people don't understand something. Let me just break it down. Now, all the, the books you read, like the book of Corinthians, the book of Ephesians, they were letters that were written by Apostle Paul to those churches. Let's assume I wanted to come. Let's assume like now I'm in Kenya. And our church in London. Um, um, I want to send something to them. So I will pen down some, 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 some things that I want them to know. And I will send it to them. So when they get there. Then they will begin to read what the man of God has written. So later on they, they documented all of them. And it became books. So the, the letters that Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome became the book of Romans. The letters Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth became the book of what? Corinthians. The letters Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesians um, um, Ephesus became the church in what? It became the book of what? Ephesians. Like that. Are you following me? Yeah. So this was written to believers. So Apostle Paul is writing to believers. Now the church in Corinth, let me give you some background was a church that was full of the spirit. Somebody say, full of the spirit. There was a manifestation of spiritual giftings, but they were very carnal. Somebody say, carnal. They could operate in gifts of the spirit, but their carnality was on another level. A lot of things were happening in the church in Corinth. So, Apostle Paul, if you read the church, I mean, the book of Corinthians, he talks about spiritual gifts in chapter 12. He comes back and talks about love. There was so much tension in the church. So, after he's talked about the gift of the spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, he comes and says, love is greater than the gifts. And he comes back to verse 14 and continue talking about the gifts. 
Are you following me? So he makes the church come to a place of understanding. Yes, I know you people are spiritual. You can, you can operate in the gifts of the spirit, but there is something bigger than the gifts, which is the love of God. That how the love that is shared among you, he talks about, let love continue. I mean, I mean, Philadelphia, um, uh, that is in the Greek, he says, let me, let brotherly love stand. Or um, brotherly love stand, brotherly love stand. He talks about brotherly love to them after he has spoken to them about spiritual giftings. So Apostle Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and he's speaking this to them. So let's read one, go now, let's read it again. So I want you to, you have, you have a background of understanding of who this scripture is for. One, go. However, now hold on there. He says, brothers and sisters, I, Paul, I am writing to you, but I'm not writing to you as people who are spiritual. Are you following me? I do not write, but only to you as worldly people dominated by your human nature. In other words, you are meant to be spiritual, but I'm not speaking to you as spiritual people. I'm speaking to you as carnal men. Mere infants in the life. Are you hearing me? Mere infants in the new life in Christ. They were infants. Hallelujah. They were new believers in the, in the kingdom. Though they were still operating in the spirit. Let me tell you. Take this from me. Everybody hear me. Your maturity in the kingdom is not determined by the gifts you operate in. Your maturity in the kingdom is determined by the amount of the fruits of the spirit that you operate in. Anybody that is born again can operate in a gifting. But your maturity in the kingdom, how spiritual you are, is not determined by how well you can see in the spirit and the number of visions you can see per time or how well you can pray in tongues or whatever is determined by the fruit of the spirit, the amount of the fruit of the spirit that you can exhibit, that you can reveal, is determined by the amount of the word of God that is inside of you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So the fact that you can swing and, and pray PhD tongues doesn't make you spiritual be, 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 I mean above anybody. Are you hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now let's go on. Brothers and sisters. Now, I fed you now. Uh-huh. No, take me back. Take me back. Take me back. However, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual men, but only as worldly people dominated by your flesh, as infants in, the, in, in, in Christ. Next verse. Shall we read one? Go. I fed you. Mm -hmm. Now, Apostle Paul says, I fed you with milk, not with solid food. There are church members who desire, who you have to feed with milk. Somebody say milk. See, when, when somebody is a baby, do you feed them with solid food? You feed them with what? When you give birth. I mean, how many of you have newborn babies? Newborn babies? You are still feeding with milk? Anybody? Okay, wonderful. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth, yeah. Yeah, newborn babies, you don't go giving them ogali. Hallelujah. You give newborn babies what? Milk. Yes. And that, that is how some of you are. There are certain sermons, even me, I can't preach to certain people. Why? Because they will begin to wonder, hey, what is this now? Are you getting me? It's like me trying to force Ugali in a, in a three-year, uh, in a two-month-old baby. Because I, I wanted to say three months because I know some people, three months, they start giving their children Ugali. Hallelujah. Yes. 
Those from, those from Bihiga, they are serious people. Huh? This one. <laughs> what, what, what sin did that child commit for you to feed a child that is three months with Uganda? Anyway, let's go. Please, if you have a three-month-year-old baby and because of certain reasons, you are feeding them with Ugali. After service, I will give you money for milk. Don't punish a baby. Let's go. Some believers, they cannot take heavy food. They have to be given what? Milk. Now, now let's read this. One, go. Again? Mm -hmm. The Bible says you are still widely controlled by your what? By what? Come on, by what? The sinful capacity for as long as there is jealousy, strife, discord among you, you are not, you are not unspiritual and you are not working like, are you not, sorry, he's asking a question. Are you not unspiritual and are you not working like ordinary men, unchanged by what? Faith. Now, we take this scripture back to the New King James and then I want to show you something. To verse 2. Uh, verse 2 and verse 3 in New King James. 1 Corinthians 3, 2. Now, shall we read one go? Uh-huh, next verse. You are still what? You are still what? For where there is what? Envy, strife. And divisions among you. Are you not cannot behave like what? The word mere men means natural men. How many of you remember natural man? The natural man is the one that is not saved. So Apostle Paul said, you are still cannot. Where there is strife, envy, divisions among you, is a sign you are still what? Cannot. If you are cannot man, you operate in these things, division, strife, tension, unnecessary things. You are led by your impulses. When, when they say do this, that is what you do. Because you are what? Kana. Somebody say Kana. Say Kana. When, that's what I'm saying. The carnality, the Kana men are the people that behave like ordinary men. They are like mere men. But though they are still born again, they are still in the Lord. They act like unsaved people. Now let's take a next scripture as I try and round up. And then um, we can, we can, we can, I can release you and uh, we can pray and release you. Next scripture, um, second, so give me Romans, sorry. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verses 14 to 18. So, characteristics of the carnal man, number one, they are led by their flesh. A carnal man is led by his flesh. 
You see a carnal man, they are led by their flesh. They are led by their emotions. They are led by their flesh. They are led by their emotions. They have strife, division, and envy and jealousy in them. Carnal man. Someone say carnal man. The carnal man has the sinful nature in him. The carnal man acts like a man that is not born again. He acts like a man that is not saved. The carnal man acts like a man that is not saved. Now let's read Romans chapter 7 verse 14. Are you there? Let's read. One go. Hold on now. Let's, let's stand here a bit. We know that the law is what? But I am now, I want us to take note from here. But I am a creature of, when you are a creature of the flesh, you are worldly, self-reliant, carnal, unspiritual, sold to slavery, and serving under AIDS. When you are carnal, this is what happens. You are a slave to sin. You are serving under the control of your flesh. Whatever your flesh desires, that is what you do. And I told you, your flesh can desire weird things. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. If you are not careful, the things your flesh will desire, you even begin to ask yourself whether you are born again. Have you been there before? Your flesh, there is nothing good in the flesh. See, there is nothing good in the flesh. It's not that you are not born again, but it's your flesh. I preached a sermon some years ago, titled, I did it, but it was not me. H. I did it, but it was not me. I stopped preaching that sermon because people used to use it wrongly when they do something wrong in their homes. It was not me. It was the flesh that was in me. <laughs> so, when you are carnal, you are a slave to sin, you serve under the control of sin. Next verse. Shall we read one go? But I am doing the very thing I hate. Do I have a witness? Come on. No. Do you have a witness? Or you didn't read it. Let's read it again. I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do. But the very thing I hate is what I am doing. Somebody say mercy. That is carnality. The thing you really don't want to do, somehow you find yourself doing them. Because you have not become what? Spiritual. You are still in the carnal realm. The things you want to do, you really want to pray, you want to get into prayer, you tell yourself, me, this week, me, 
this 90 days, I, am, I will not miss a day. You know, even know which demon will descend on you in the middle of the day. No, no, do you have a witness? Yes. But I pray for you that every canality in your life shall be permanently broken. That you shall enter into the realm of spirituality. That your spiritual senses shall be alert. You shall be led by the Holy Ghost. You shall be led by the Holy Ghost. You shall be led by the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Let's go. Let's, read, let's try and read that round up and then I'll close um, for, for, for today. Uh-huh. Shall we read? Uh, let's read one go. Let's start from the top. Uh-huh. So within you, I demonstrated it here on Friday, within you is your spirit and your flesh. Alright? Now, the flesh is pulling you, the spirit is pulling you. So you either yield to the spirit or to the flesh based on which one you have empowered. Okay? Are you following me? Yes. Based on which one you have what? Empowered. So he says, I hate what I'm doing. I am always yielding to my sinful nature, that is to the flesh. Next verse. But now, if I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that which is morally what? Except. Now, I, I wish you, just, just, just give me this in New King James. Just give me this particular scripture in New King James. This particular scripture. Just this one. Now, shall we read one go? If then I, if if then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. You see, the law is about do's and don'ts. Alright? The law is about do's and don'ts. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. But now if you do not do what you really don't want to do, that means you are now agreeing with the law. Are you following me? Now let's go to verse, um, 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 verse the next verse for me. Now, can we put the first and the second together, verse 16 and 17 together, so that you catch what he's saying here, so that we can go home. Ne verse 16. Verse 16. Uh-huh. If then. Now. No, no, no. What is happening here? I, was, I, was, I just said that today, the one on the projector is doing well. Now, the demon just manifested. Please take me back to what the scripture. I don't know what happened. Yes, uh huh. I was just about to say, wow, today we are moving with speed and see the devil. See, see, I was going to say I was going to buy her lunch, but now see, see the devil. <laughs> but by who? Come on, let's focus on the word of God. <laughs> let's focus on the word of God. Let's go. If then,
But now, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that is in. Yeah? He says, if I do the things I do not want to do, it is not me, but it is the sin nature that is in me. Are you hearing me? Yes, the sermon I preached there some years ago, I used this scripture. I did it, but it is not me. He says, I have done, I do the things I don't want to do. I really don't want to do it. That means there is something in you that is pushing you to do those things. And that is your flesh, the sin nature in you. And today we make a prayer. May every flesh in you be suppressed. May every flesh in you be suppressed. May you begin to walk in the spirit. To do the things the Holy Spirit desire you to do. And not to yield to the desires of your flesh. May the Holy Ghost take control of your mind. Take control of your body. Take control of your soul. Take control of your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. Let's be upstanding. Time is up. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 18, last verse. Once you stand up, I, I round up. Shall we rewind go? Now, I want you to note this. Never forget this scripture. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, there is nothing good in the flesh. Are you hearing me? There is nothing good in there. Don't yield to your flesh because there is nothing good in there. There is nothing good in the flesh. For I know that in me, that is in the flesh, there is nothing good. For, for, uh-huh. Yes. There is nothing good in your flesh. I pray that God will bring you to a place where you become spiritually alert. That you shall yield to the desires of the spirit and not to your flesh. That you shall suppress your flesh. See, in the course of the week, I was teaching on consecration. And I was saying, consecration, your place of consecration is the place of power. It's the place where you build power. Somebody shout power. When you are able to set yourself apart from certain things, you build spiritual capacity and you build what? Power. Somebody shall power. Yeah. That is what the Bible says um, 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 that we should present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable act of service. When you present yourself as a sacrifice, every day you are sacrificing your body. Sacrificing your body means you are not yielding to his what? Desires. Amen. When you daily sacrifice your body, daily, you are putting yourself on the altar of God, telling the Lord, Father, take, use me. I want you to talk to God. You want to tell the Lord, Father, help me so that I do not yield to my, the, the desires of my flesh. I want to break away from carnality and enter into spirituality. Come on, begin to talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Come on, begin to talk to God. 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 Come on, talk to God. 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 Le bahado shala bagadi mi hataya. Raba baba ko shala la branta dada bako shala la baya. Come on, 
Hey, Holy Spirit of God, take control. Holy Spirit of God, take control. I help us to yield to you today. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Let me come Rapada brashana na matosha, zelelelelelele bosha ba. Raba baba na brana ba juana branta ba, zelele bosha la la branta ta. Raba baba brashana la branta la la branta, zelelelelelelelele kapali ya antos. Isalala la brana ba kosha la la branta. Come on, lift up your voice, talk to God. Father, let me be led by the Holy Ghost. From today, we suppress the desires of the flesh. 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 In the name of Jesus. You are lifting up your voice in prayer. You are telling the Lord, Father, help me to suppress the desires of my flesh. I don't want to be led by my flesh. I want to be led by the spirit. I want to be controlled by the spirit. I want to become a spiritual man. Say, Lord, help me for, from today to be led by the Holy Ghost. Every desires of my flesh that takes control of my being, today we declare, let it be suppressed. The Bible says the other day, for we have crucified with Christ. We, it is no longer I that lives, but it is Christ that liveth on our inside. I want to talk to God, Father. Let your life begin to, to manifest in me. Let me begin to manifest the God in me. Let me begin to manifest the, 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 the Christ in me. The Bible said Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father, let me manifest you. Let me manifest you at my workplace, in my home in the church every aspect of my life help me to manifest you let people see the christ in me come on lift up your voice and begin to talk to god lift up your voice and begin to talk to god Rapa la brasha la la branta, 
Lift up your hands unto Jesus.
just pray for one person and then Dr. Catherine come. In the realm of the spirit, the Lord took me. It's like I entered into a family house and I saw people seated. And in the realm of the spirit, it's like golden rings that belong to family members or women in the family had been taken away. But the Spirit of the Lord said, I should declare unto you, from this very month, the scarce upon marriages in your family is broken. The Spirit of the Lord said, from this very season, God is going to command you to enter into marital blessing. Amen. Every hold that fought marriages in your family has been broken permanently. Amen. As golden rings are being granted to people in your family, I declare, may you be the first to receive Amen. your home. May you receive it. Amen. Say as the Lord, I shall give you good marriage. Amen. And it shall not be delayed any longer. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in the realm of the spirit, in the next few, within a year's time, I see God lifting you higher. Amen. God is going to favor you even with increment. People are going to see the value you carry. Amen. And many organizations will look for you. Amen. I see even international organizations looking Amen. for you. I speak prophetically and I declare may that which heaven has purpose to do in your life may it manifest 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 in the name of Jesus it shall be so and it cannot be otherwise amen Simon, the Lord is going to favor you even more. Amen. I see three mega doors opening for you. Amen. Three unusual doors. Amen. Three unusual doors. Amen. I see in the realm of the spirit, one door opening that led to other two mega doors that will shift your life for good. Amen. Say yes, the Lord. I am lifting you to a place of divine settlement Amen. and divine honor. Amen. And for the next 10 years of your life, say yes, the Lord, the spirit of luck shall never, ever, ever locate you and your family. Amen. Enter into the rest of the Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, my, my time is up. Just want to quickly close. Every one of you believing God for a good marriage, I pray for you. May Jehovah God favor you also. May your marriage not delay. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I declare you blessed. Amen. I declare you favored. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. There is somebody here. You don't need to come forward. Today you check your account balance and it was reading 1300. 
you account balance, all the money you have in the world, 1300 that is all the money you have in the world. The Lord says, I should tell you, within the next one month, it shall be multiplied by another hundred. Amen. Every spirit of lack and poverty, Amen. I declare, is permanently broken Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, take your seat. Stand. Now, let your, if you have your token of work, anything representing the work of your hands, if you have it here, lift it up. Let me make the last prayer of Barry. By in the afternoon, we're going to take some more time. Because time is up. So I'm just trying to. If you have it here at the altar, you can leave it at the altar. If you have it with you, anything that represents the work of your hands, just lift it up if you have it with you. If, it's at, if you put it at the altar, leave it at the altar. Father, we make a prayer today. Yes. May Jehovah God bless the work of your hands. Amen. Father, we decree over your people. Anything that they find to do, we declare it shall prosper. Amen. May the anointing that prospers come upon your life. Amen. Your businesses shall prosper. I receive. Your career shall prosper. I receive. Your finances shall prosper. I In the name of Jesus, Jesus, I decree prophetically right now. Yes. Anything that has become lack, yes. stagnation, yes. losses, yes. we break it from your life. Break. We break it from your life. Break. Every business, every career that is represented at this altar, yes. decree the power of God to yes. come upon them. The power of God to come upon them. May the work of your hands exhale. Anybody that will threaten you, oh. anybody that will fight you in your career, may Jehovah God fight them. Amen. May the Lord fight them. Amen. May the Lord fight them. Amen. May the Lord fight them. Amen. In the name of Jesus, anybody threatening your job, threatening your business, yes. threatening you, yes. we decree the judgment of Jehovah Amen. to come upon them, Amen. to come upon them, Amen. to come upon them Amen. in the name of Jesus. I declare your finances blessed. Amen. Your business blessed. Amen. Your career blessed. Amen. Your profession blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We declare it done. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. You can be seated in the heavenly places. Are you blessed? Now let's do this quickly. If you are, if you came forward with your tie, just walk up here quickly. Let me pray over it so that we can close and release ourselves. And those of us that will be in the second service, if you came forward with your tithes, if you have honored your tithes and you have not been praying for, or you have your tithes with you, just come forward. Tithe is one tenth of your income. If you don't tithe, you become tithes. People that tithe are excelling. Just connect. Just connect. Just connect. See, let me tell you, tithe is not about the amount you give to God. It's about how faithful you are. Even if you are giving a hundred shillings, but you know you are faithful, you actually got a thousand and you are giving a hundred. That is what it is. If you got three hundred thousand and you are giving thirty thousand, it's about how faithful you are. It's not about the amount you give. You, yours is to be faithful. Give the exact 10% to God and the Lord God will continue to expand you. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for these lives. As you have honored them in your word and they have, as they have honored your word and brought their tithes to you. Father, your word says you open the windows of heavens unto them and give them a blessing that you don't have room to contain. May that word be fulfilled in their lives. Bless the work of their hands. Open mega doors unto them. By this title, God, remember their sacrifices. 
and every door that needs to open, let it open. Grant them supernatural breakthroughs, unusual testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare you blessed. We declare you favored. In Jesus' name, we declare that. And everyone said amen. God bless. Amen. You can have your seat. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that is fellowshipping with us for the very first time? Any first timer here? Any first timer? Wonderful. After church, I would like to meet you. This side, just come to here. We will meet you and I will speak to you. And our evangelism team will also minister to you. Amen. So if you're a first timer, please just wait on the side on my left hand side here and just be seated. We'll talk to you and have fellowship with you before you go. Amen. Shall be upstanding. Shall be upstanding. We make our declarations as we go home. Make sure on next week Sunday, you yourself, you invite somebody to church. Tell your neighbor, invite someone to church. Yeah, you should. You should invite somebody to church. Amen? Yes, invite someone to church. Yes. How many of you have invited somebody to church before? Okay, how many of you has never invited anybody to church? You have not invited anyone to church. Me, anybody I meet, I invite them to church. That is the first thing. If I meet any new person, I invite you to church. So make sure you make it a commitment to invite someone to church. Amen? And the Lord God will bless you. So those we are going quickly and let's make our declarations and we come in for the second service people. Let's read one go. perfection in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus, retreating and working in the power of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's share the grace with one accord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.